Playfield and Associates is based in Sydney on the traditional lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to Gadigal elders and to traditional custodians of country throughout Australia. From Clarefield and Associates, I'm Claire, and I'm pleased that you could join me for this episode of What Now, What Next? Insights into Australia's tertiary education sector. Episode 87, and yes, there's been a flurry of episodes out recently, so lots to get your teeth into, and just a heads up that the next episode won't be out for a few weeks because of workload and a bit of travel. So, If there are any of the recent episodes that you haven't listened to yet, then take the time to dive in. And now to today's guest, and I'm going to give a very short introduction because the work that Professor Yi Chen Lan and the team at Western Sydney University are doing speaks for itself. If you're inspired by the power of international education to change lives, then you will love this episode. Not only does Professor Lan explain how his decision nearly 30 years ago to study at WSU put him on the path to an academic and now senior role at the university as their Pro-Vice-Chancellor Global Affairs and Provost of their campus in Vietnam, but it's what he's doing in that role that's even more inspiring, helping educate Myanmar refugees. As Professor Land says, Australian universities need to think how they give back to the global community. And with this initiative, that's exactly what WSU is doing. And listen through to the end where Professor Land offers his assistance to help other institutions do the same. It's incredible work. Huge congratulations to all involved. And here he is, Professor Yi Chen Lan. It is a very great pleasure for me to be joined today by someone who I just know you're going to learn an awful lot from. Professor Yi Chen Lan is the Pro Vice Chancellor Global Development at Western Sydney University. And Professor Lan, I wonder if you wouldn't mind starting off by telling listeners a bit about who you are, your career and your current role how I always start by interviewing my guests and getting them to say a little bit about themselves. So welcome. Who are you and what what do you do? Thank you. It was great to meet you, Claire, in APAIE conference in Bangkok last month. And of course, thank you for inviting me to speak at your podcast. Look, um, I studied as my Australian journey as an undergraduate international student at then the University of Western Sydney, so UWS at the time in 1994. After a year of study, I completed PhD and studied as a lecturer in School of Computing and IT at the same university from 2001. And um, I started involved in international education management from 2006 as an associate dean international in the College of Business and Law. And with my six years of international education experience, 
I was then appointed as director of international in 2012 and then provice chancellor for global development in 2015. So due to the expansion of Western Sydney University's Vietnam operation, I was appointed uh, Vietnam campus provost in 2019, which is in parallel with the current provice chancellor's position. And for the Provost position, my main responsibility is overseeing the development and operation of our joint campus operation, which is in collaboration with the University of Economics Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam. And regarding the Provost Chancellor Global Development Portfolio, I look after the academic and research partnerships development, including relationship building with government agencies and universities, in particularly in East, Northeast Asia region. And of course, Vietnam is included given our presence in Ho Chi Minh City. So that's pretty much for the last, I would say, nearly three decades. Um, next year, to 2024, is going to be my 30 years anniversary with um, Western Sydney University as an undergraduate student to now the Pro Vice Chancellor Global Development and Provost of Vietnam Campus. And what an amazing story and how lucky that the university recruited you all those years ago to come and study with them. What an amazing contribution that you've made over the course of your career and, and that you're that you're still making very importantly now. And you're right, we did meet at the APAIE, API conference in Bangkok, and I was incredibly moved by your presentation about an aspect of your partnership with the University of Economics Ho Chi Minh City and another partner, the Institute of International Education, IIE. And I'll briefly describe it for listeners and then I'm going to get you to, you know, paint the broad canvas for us. But the three institutions have come together to offer full scholarships and stipends as well as assistance with employment after graduation, to students, Myanmar refugee students living in the refugee camps along the Thai-Myanmar border. Um, And it was something that came out of, I think, Jonathan Lembright from IIE, sort of looking at which Australian universities are most focused on refugees, reaching out to your vice Chancellor, Professor Barney Glover, starting a conversation, and it's now led to a growing number of of refugee students being educated, sadly not in Sydney because of visa regulations, but at your joint campus in Vietnam. Can you talk to us about this amazing program, how it's going, what the students are getting out of it? Some of the, you know, it's clearly not easy. Get all the paperwork right for students who are coming as, as refugees to study. So, the floor is yours, please. Fill everybody in on all the things I learned the other week in Bangkok. Sure, of course. I think this is really a, an amazing story in terms of uh, the initial contact by Dr. Jonathan Lambright. He's the head of Institute of International Education in Bangkok. Um, so he's, he's met 
the contact initially in October 2018. And um, our Vice Chancellor, Professor Glover, and I discussed how Western Sydney University may support refugee and displaced students from Thai Myanmar border. And as Claire, you mentioned that um, we realized that these refugee and displaced students won't be granted student visa entering into Australia for the, the government regulations for further education. Fortunately, WSU has a campus operation in Ho Chi Minh City and could possibly accommodate refugee students for their post-secondary education. And so after consultation with our local partner, that's um, University of Economic Ho Chi Minh City, three entities, so the um, WSU, IIE, and um, UEH, agreed to establish a trilateral partnership. And we signed MOU during API 2019 in Kuala Lumpur. And I think I should mention a little bit of background of IIE, which is a not-for-profit organization established in 1919 with its headquarters in New York and regional offices across the world. And Jonathan is the, uh, the head of Bangkok office. And that office's responsibility is to provide pre-tertiary education to refugee and um, displaced students in learning centers located in Thai Myanmar border refugee camps. And after students completed year 12 equivalent education, IIE then works with university partners in the region to place students for further tertiary education. So that's, you know, a bit of background of IIE. And after we signed the agreement in uh, in March 2019, we started looking at opportunities to bring students across to our Vietnam campus. And um, in June 2019, we interview, I was involved in the interview process, although it was through Zoom and um, the internet connections as well. We interviewed six students and selected two students to start entering, going into our Vietnam campus studies for their bachelor's of business program in September. And guess what? I was just checking the student records. They both have received the testimonial Bachelor of Business degree from Western Sydney University last week. Amazing. That was really fantastic uh, to, to see the students actually you know, started as an refugee students in our Vietnam campus and progressed very well throughout the course and at the end completed successfully the degree. And as we know that um, in, in at the beginning of 2020, although the, the pandemic just started, we continued to uh, to provide support. And then I contacted Jonathan that, you know, we're willing to uh, bring more students into our Vietnam campus operation. So in June, again, 2020, we interviewed quite a few students and actually selected five students to go into our Vietnam campus. But because of the pandemic, the students couldn't 
first of all, they had to get their documentation, return back to Myanmar and go through series of processes to get the documentation in order to apply for student visa entering into Vietnam. And of course, the pandemic situation and the, the domestic, Myanmar domestic situation, they couldn't do that. But fortunately, in 2022, so it was last year, everything was, you know, all set. In July, they arrived in Ho Chi Minh City, five of them. And um, then they started their study journey with um, Western Sydney University in Vietnam. And I should also mention that through the IIE's introduction, we were actually connected with an entity called Teachers Focus. And that Teachers Focus is also located in um, close to the, the Thai Myanmar border, but on the Thai Thailand side, where they provide trainings to teachers who are taking the teaching responsibilities for those um, displaced students located in the learning centers in the refugee camps. And we realized that those teachers required English training or using because they are going to use English as a medium of instruction to teach refugee students in a camp. But um, uh, student, the, the teachers, you know, at, they, they need to get support from the English training in order to deliver their, uh, their, their curriculums in English. And through the discussions with the head of Teachers Focus, we understand they, they have been working with Arizona State University, providing trainings, English trainings to those teachers. However, they, uh, the English training program is not recognized anywhere. So this, you know, is a little bit of, um, fortunate that uh, they couldn't get recognized. And we decided, Western Sydney University decided that we should support those teachers and their English training as well, because um, we do have English for academic purposes programs that delivered it to, uh, to international students, to students that requires certain level of English proficiency. So those we we actually started working, providing supports to 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 those teachers from Western Sydney University in Australia. We do online trainings programs for those teachers, and now at the moment we have about eleven teachers from learning centers involved in this teaching learning English program. So we're very pleased to see the progress. And of course, you know, we are going to continue with these two programs in a larger scale. So we would provide more training programs for those teachers and, and we're going to scale up at least another 10 students in 2023 to come to Western Sydney University's Vietnam campus for their tertiary education. So, in terms of the the financial support that I should you know also acknowledge that um, our local partners, the University of Economics 
Ho Chi Minh City that um, they provide accommodations to the refugee students in Ho Chi Minh City and um, also the stipend and the tuition waivers that were jointly supported by both WSU and UEH. And in addition to that, we understand that that those students, because they are studying in business programs, we have been working with multinational companies located in Ho Chi Minh City to take on internship opportunities for those students. So these is really win-win situations for not only the uh, the local partners in Western Sydney University, but also multinational companies. Because I, through our experience, we do see those um, refugee students are really talented and they're very diligent, working very hard. As you know, that they they started in Vietnam higher education, that they need not only learning English, but also Vietnamese as another language. And this has also created certain barriers for them to settle right at the beginning. But fortunately, our local team there and um, teachers, our lecturers in Ho Chi Minh City, they are very supportive of those students. Our students in Ho Chi Minh City really provide the budding sort of assistance to those displaced and refugee students and making them feel they are part of the community, which is really fantastic. And uh, I think the, the challenges we faced is more about when, before they going into Vietnam for their studies, where the documentations are required, the legal documents to provide to the um Vietnamese government in order to issue student visa to enter into Vietnam. So but we work very closely with IIE and they have their networks in Thailand as well as in Myanmar to facilitate the legal documentation arrangement. And um, uh, on-ground support, especially, you know, consider- considerations for advising and supports for from local staff. We did provide a bit of information backgrounds to our local staff so they are all aware of the refugee students coming and their conditions and so on. And um uh, the cultural differences obviously although you know Thai Miam Viet Vietnam's that you know close to each other. However they are quite distinct cultures as well. So local staff supportive in minimizing cultural clashes or misunderstandings and also between domestic and foreign students, particularly in regard to the cultural awareness and additional education needs. And we do also arrange volunteer works for our Vietnamese students. And I actually requested those displaced students also join the volunteer work as we wanted the students to know that now they receive support from the universities and the communities. They need to also think about giving support to others 
So this is the way of, you know, extracurriculum was arranged after uh, mostly on the weekend. So this is pretty much the background of um, our support and the, the three parties came together. And in terms of the financial support, I would say that it's about around 20,000 Australian dollars per year per student. It, you know, that includes the tuition waivers, includes accommodation, living expenses and stipend. So that's, you know, what I guess, you know, it's, it's modest in terms of if you compare how many international students arrived in Australia and uh, the tuitions the Australian university charges to those international students. That's that's important aspect in the higher education sector in Australia. But we, you know, need to also think about how we give back to the community, to the global community, and to those who really needed their education support from Australian universities. Thank you. No, thank you. What a what a really comprehensive answer, and it's comprehensive because. In the three partners putting the program together, you really have thought about all those different aspects of it. And I'm really grateful that you also shared about the work you're doing to help the teachers in the, the refugee camps to, to improve their English. I hadn't properly got my, my head around that aspect of it, but thinking about those displaced and refugee students and all of the different layers of support and assistance and engagement to help them feel settled and to support them with their studies as well as, as you pointed out towards the end, that notion of them giving back and that being something that the local students do, the Vietnamese students do through the volunteering program. So I just I take my hat off to you. Yes, it has started out small. It's been disrupted by the pandemic, of course, but it's an enormously impressive initiative, particularly again in how comprehensively that the three parties have thought about it. And shout out to the Vietnamese government for being prepared to take in displaced and refugee students and issue them with visas to, to undertake their studies with you and nudge to Department of Home Affairs. No doubt officials are not regular listeners to the podcast, but you know, something to be to be thinking about. And so if we are thinking about the future, not that necessarily Home Affairs is going to rush to give visas to, you know, students to come on scholarships if they're if they're displaced. But given your experiences so far with the program, what advice would you have to other senior leaders in the Australian higher education or even maybe the, the VET sector? Who might want to follow in WSU's footsteps? What what are the key lessons for them if they're thinking about how they could do something similar? Sure. I understand that there are many Australian universities have overseas campus operation, particularly in the um, ASEAN or Asia region. So they, you know, at the current situation, because the students couldn't be in Australia, so, you know, it's, it's opportunities for them to look at um, offering very similar programs where, 
in collaboration with IIE or other not-for-profit organization partners in the regions to bring students across to wherever they operate in the region. And I would be very happy to share my experiences and even introduce IIE and other similar organizations to Australian university leaders to consider. And even though universities don't have presence, I'm sure there are institution partners in the region. There are plenty of institution partners. We, you know, for example, let's say Western Sydney University, we have institution partners across the regions and even each country we have a dozen, if not more, institution partners. So for those universities that they they don't operate outside of Australia, they have institution partners in the region. What they could do is to identify like-minded institution partners and work with them to accommodate refugee students in the partner institution. When we're referring back to the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, Goals number 17, it's all about partnership. It's all about bring everyone together and working together to make a better world. So I think, you know, this is something that, you know, my two cents of contribution. And um, I hope that there are more and more universities, not only in Australia, but you know, in across the world, that they really look into these serious challenges, especially in the regions where there are a significant number of refugee students. And um, education is obviously the key to bring them out of the current situation. And um, this is what, you know, much uh, needed attention from us. Thank you. Oh, no, thank you. It is inspirational to to hear what you're leading and working with your partners on and the encouragement for others to, you know, to get in touch. I think you've been incredibly generous in describing the program and how it works and, and the different ways in which you and your partners work together. And thank you so much for taking the time to share that with me and listeners to the podcast. And I wish you and all those students just all the, the very, very best with with the future of this program and obviously those students with better lives ahead. Yi Chen, Professor Lan, thank you so much for, for joining me and uh, spending the time uh, to speak with me. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.